Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach and author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Today, I got a story for you. You and three of your foodie friends walk into a restaurant. Mark, your internet marketing friend, says, I think this will be a great restaurant. After all, look at the health department inspection on the wall over there. It's a 98. That's awesome. Guy, your charismatic sales guru, says, I looked up all the reviews and testimonials. This is going to be an awesome restaurant. I can't wait to dig in. Your other friend, Tim, who happens to be a food operations trainer, says, Uh-oh, I think we need to leave. So the question is, who do you decide to trust? Are you going to stay or are you going to leave? Now, before we give you the answer, let's look at the differences in those opinions from a professional standpoint. Mark is an internet marketer, meaning that he specializes in looking up information and then selling a product. He happens to specialize in food and food equipment. So what an internet marketer does is they research the internet, they find some people to interview about the equipment or about the food or about their business, and then they print that material to make themselves look like an expert. But remember, this person has little to no experience in the business. All they do is research. All they do is use Google to find their answers. Right now, I can tell you there's at least one website that passes itself off as the number one site for food trucks. And it was started by a guy that specializes in internet marketing. He wrote a handful of blog posts acting as if he's a food truck expert because all he did was research. And then he hired someone to continue the blog posts and interviews. And this person also had no experience, but they knew how to research and they knew how to write cohesive sentences. If you want to figure out which food truck site it is, just research passive income. You'll come across this guy's uh, information and he actually even posted on his passive income websites how he developed this particular food truck website. And he even brags about all he knows how to do about the food industry is how to eat. His motivation wasn't to help people to learn and get better at being a food truck owner or a restaurant owner. His motivation was money. So let's look at Guy, the charismatic friend. He's a sales guru and he's a self-proclaimed guru and that's even worse. An internet guru follows a tried and true formula and I'm sure you have seen this formula if you've read any books or read any blogs or any websites. And the formula goes like this. The person has been super successful in some business unrelated to food trucks or restaurants in general. Super successful. And then something happens and he loses his job. He goes bankrupt. He gets fired. Somebody gets sick. Something happens and he loses everything that he had. All the airplanes and, you know, 15 different stores and everything that he brags about how successful he was evaporates. And now he's got to figure out some way to make money to feed his family and to pay bills. And he's moved from a mansion into a little shack on the riverbank. And now he's got to figure out how he's going to make money. Well, he turns to food because everybody's got to eat. And then he goes on to tell a story about how he pulled himself up by his bootstraps and made a whole bunch of money selling food. And he tells you all the mistakes he made and everything that he did. And in spite of himself, became successful. And then here's the next step in the little formula that these folks use. Instead of continuing the food business, because he's already admitted it was successful, he goes, hmm, I can make more money if I hook people into my own experience. 
And then the next step is to sell his supposedly successful food business and get into something to help people like, I think I'll build food trucks. So let me ask you this question. Do you think it makes any sense for somebody who has no building experience to decide I will build food trucks or I will build hot dog carts? Does that make any sense to you? If you're successful selling food, keep doing what you're successful at. So what these kind of folks do once they sell their business off, they go ahead and write a course because they've sold the business and they can't live off of the income from that sale of the business. they got to have more income coming in. So they go ahead and write books and they write courses and they write plans on how to build your own. And then they promote those plans and they promote those courses and they promote those books to absolute death. And then they may even partner with a trailer manufacturer or a hot dog cart manufacturer and put their name on it. But they have no clue about construction. But hey, we'll be the spokesperson for it. And all the while, they tell you how easy the business is. Just follow my blueprint. You'll be successful. And they may even create a, a private group and tell you, yeah, $500 a year, join my group, and we're going to help you be successful. But then they always throw in a little self-denigration. They go, you know, I'm just really dumb. I didn't just barely pass the third grade. And so it gives them that little bit of humbleness, and everybody relates to it. Well, you know, I didn't do well in school either. So if this guy didn't do well in school, then he's successful, then surely I can be. And then when you do those kind of things, you become a guru. And then a guru, in order to be successful, has to create more little minions, people that follow them, people that read the book or buy their, their products and go, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. But no one's able to challenge the guru because the guru has no real experience because he even admits it. I got into this business because I was desperate. And then they throw in those little tidbits of, you know, I sucked in school and I did so bad that I was going to get kicked out. But if I can do it, you can do it. And that's their sales pitch. And then they offer little free tidbits of information that demonstrate their expertise, but it always leads back to some sales pitch. Hey, buy my book, buy my course. You'll be more successful if you buy my particular brand of whatever the product is. See, the problem with those kind of folks is they've always got to have something to sell. Now, I'm going to tell you there's at least four websites that do this, and they have the common traits in their pricing. They'll say, my customers, and what they really mean is my minions, say this course, this plan, this software, this book is so awesome that I should be charging more for it. And you know what? I'm going to do that. Starting next month, next year, next quarter, I'm going to raise the price. But you can get it today for the low, low price of and whatever their sales price is. And then they'll invite you again to join their private group and get these insider secrets that only their group knows. I'm going to tell you right now, there's no insider secrets. There's no amount of information out there that's only held back from the big boys like McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's and all those guys. It's all the exact same information. It takes hard work and it takes daily hard work. You can't get into running a restaurant or running a food truck or running a hot dog cart and do it hit and miss. You've got to be consistent. And the consistency could be you work on the weekends. That's fine. But you got to be there when your guests expect you to be there. You got to keep your promises. So let's talk about Tim the trainer. These folks, trainers are in the business and they might even fail like the gurus. They might fail, but you know what they do? They don't go, I'm washing my hands of this business. I'm going to find something else to do. No, they figure out what the problem was and then fix it. And they're also smart enough to realize that when things start to go downhill a little bit, how to stop it so that they don't completely fail. They might have a down quarter in sales. They might have a down quarter in profits. But they pay attention to those kind of things so that they don't fail. They don't jump ship and start a completely different business in a whole different industry because they have messed up 
and had a down month. They pick themselves up, they dust themselves off, and they fix what went wrong. Unlike Guy the Guru that pouts like a baby and quits an industry that they obviously didn't understand in the first place, because remember, they failed. Tim the Trainer stands up, he fights, and he wins. Industry or business trainers are in the field performing the tasks they are teaching. Tim the Trainers, people like that are on the cutting edge of their chosen field because they're out practicing it every single day. They have to, because if they don't, then the people they're training end up failing. And here's the difference. Mark the marketer sells information and doesn't really care if the student fails because his only goal is the next sale and then gaining a new email address for their list because, you know, marketers got to have that list. Gurus, like Guy the Guru, they provide some useless free information via maybe a live stream video or encourages his minions to spread the word on his next awesome product because they're constantly selling something shiny to keep people hooked on buying equipment and buying information rather than you know selling food. Trainers, on the other hand, provide information. They explain the how and they explain the why. And then they give feedback on the performance of the trainee. It's a relationship where they grow together and become a team for the business owner, the trainee. The goal of a trainer is for the trainee to improve every single day. Mark the marketer and guy the guru blame the student whenever the student fails. Well, you didn't read my stuff. You didn't do what I said to do. You didn't do this because the information is useless to begin with. Their products and their information can't be the problem. It has to be the student. They didn't apply what they were taught. Trainers provide ongoing feedback. Trainers have a relationship with the trainee. They follow up. They make sure that the performance the trainee is generating it helps them achieve their business goals. The question is, if you had to pay for someone's expertise and experience, who would you rather pay? Would you rather pay someone that Googles everything? Someone that was in the business for a real short period of time and then sold out? Or someone that's in the business for decades, for years, and is still practicing what they preach? So let's get back to the story. Whose recommended recommendation would you trust in that restaurant with the 98 on the score for the inspection? Guy the Guru, remember he likes the reviews because there's the lifeblood of selling stuff on the internet. We need reviews so that people say, yep, it's an awesome product, please buy it. But here's the thing. Many reviews are generated in exchange for something. Many companies offer freebies for high-rated reviews. They will send products, they will send books in advance to get those reviews. Guy the Guru often gives away a lot of his training products in exchange for that so-called honest review. So when you go and read about reviews, you got to take them with a grain of salt. Mark the marketer likes the health department score because it's researchable information, except that as a marketer, they have no field experience to understand what a 98 means. They just know that 98 is good. Restaurants are only required to post the most recent inspection. And that's even if they're required to, to post them at all. Now think about this. Inspection grades are history. That's something that happened in the past. An inspection could be a month, two months, maybe even three months old. So what really happens or what really matters to you when you're a guest is the present. I don't care how awesome they were two or three, four months ago. I care about what I see right now. So Tim the trainer, somebody who's actually in the business, wanted to leave based on something that was observed in the present. Because all it takes is one observable instance of not following health codes to make someone sick. So let's say that on entering the building, you and your friends 
are able to observe an employee that exited the bathroom and then go straight to the register to take your order. Hi, welcome to the restaurant. Can I take your order, please? A marketer and a guru, they might notice, but since they're not in the business, equate that particular activity to a problem. They're thrilled they're getting somebody to wait on them immediately as they walked into the line or stepped up to the counter. Since they're both not active or even trained in the industry, because remember, they stumbled through and figured it out on their own, and all they do now is provide information from research or memory, and the information that they gather is only as good as their own research to begin with, they can't make a distinction on there might be a problem with what we just observed. But the trainer, Tim the trainer, is active in the business. He notices that trainee action is required in order to give feedback. So in his mind, this employee that walks out of the bathroom and steps up to the counter to take the order is a trainee he would work with because that's what mode you get into as a trainer. You're looking at every action that every person around you is doing in that environment so you can help them to get better. So a great trainer is an observer and is a listener. As a trainer, you also understand that every employee action reflects the quality of the training and also reflects the company's focus. So that employee that left the bathroom not washing their hands before they stepped up to take your order shows that employee was poorly trained and most likely the company focus is on something other than food safety. Now, if you're thinking, what's the big deal? I'll explain it to you. According to the FDA codes, a double hand wash is required when an employee goes to the bathroom. They wash their hands inside the bathroom because remember, as soon as you wash your hands and you head towards the door, there could be all kinds of germs and stuff on the door handle, on the door frame, on the any part of the door that you touch from someone else that didn't wash their hands. So as you exit the bathroom, you may actually be contaminating the hands you just washed. That's why the FDA wants the double hand wash. So when you get ready to go onto your workstation, you're washing your hands again and then getting back into the workstation, whatever it may be. Now, something like neurovirus, that virus cost Chipotle 7% of the company's total value in one day because they managed to make several hundred people sick across several different restaurants from neurovirus. So the cashier that washes their hands and then leaves the bathroom, they're touching the doors like I talked about. And if they don't wash their hands when they give you back your change, their contaminated hands, touching that change or touching the receipt or touching anything else that they hand to you, like a bag of food, for instance, now it's transferred the neurovirus from their hand to the bag or to the money, and it's on your hands, and then you're opening up your food and transferring it from your hands to the food that you're sticking in your mouth. That's how you get neurovirus. One of the ways you can get neurovirus. So when you guys are in business and you're looking to learn the business. Choose wisely on who you're going to learn from. There are a ton of internet marketers out there. There are a ton of gurus that sell the next shiny thing. It's going to help you make your business unfold, increase tenfold. The problem with all those folks is they're not in the business. They can't help you succeed because they've never dealt with a customer complaint. They've never had a declining sales that they have to go into marketing mode and increase those sales. Because remember, one of them just lost a business. Past performance is an indication of future performance. So if you want to learn from somebody that brags about, hey, I failed in a business, go for it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please consider becoming a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button and follow the links in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members 
at all different levels from starting newbies to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to running a food truck. And again, thank you so much for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I've got plenty more to say about the food truck industry.